Hi, this is Anna East Eden. You're listening to Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittingham. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond, everyone. This is your host, actor and writer, Stephen Brittingham. Thanks so much for listening. You are all appreciated. Picking up 25 years after homecoming queen Laura Palmer was found murdered, wrapped in plastic, Twin Peaks to Return aired in 2017 on Showtime. Continuing the mystery so many have become intrigued with over the years... David Lynch directed 18 episodes of absolutely astonishing filmmaking. In a word, brilliant. That's what comes to mind. He and Mark Frost also wrote all 18 episodes. Outstanding writing, as mentioned, the directing, along with an assortment of unique and original characters, all clouded in mystery, resulted in a phenomenal new television classic. Twin Peaks The Return. My guest today portrayed one of those unique characters uh, as Sandy in several episodes. She did an absolutely outstanding job, and I've discovered that she is a multi talented lady acting, writing, directing, producing. Wow. She's involved in so many different aspects of filmmaking. So let's find out more about this uh, remarkable lady and how she even became interested in artistic projects to begin with as well as her time as Sandy on Twin Peaks to Return. Welcome to the show, Giselle Demir. Nice to be speaking with you today. Nice to be speaking with you as well. Well, thank you so much. And um, I'll tell you what, a lot of people are interested uh, to hear about your time on Twin Peaks as, as Sandy. Uh, but I was wondering, what were you doing right before you got the role on uh, Twin Peaks? Right before, I was actually focusing on writing at the time, and um, I had, you know, an acting agent, but they had told me they didn't want me submitting myself for any projects, um, but I did see a casting call online for a unnamed television series and a recurring character, and all it said was that it was a revival show. And I myself am a huge Twin Peaks fan. I have been for many years and I knew that uh, they were making, they were shooting a revival at the time. And there was a small part of me that thought, what if this is Twin Peaks? And I was like, well, if it's Twin Peaks, my agent will forgive me. <laughs> um, and so I submitted myself and uh, the rest is history. So it was kind of a fun little surprise. You just answered one of my future questions, which was, had you watched the show before getting the role? So uh, that is uh, awesome to find out that you indeed had. I am a huge Twin Peaks fan. I, uh, it is my favorite television show of all time. And um, it was a completely surreal experience. 
I imagine it was, um, you know, to go from um, enjoying the show as a viewer uh, and being a fan to actually being a part of it. That's just got to be a wonderful feeling. It was beyond wonderful. It exceeded every expectation or dream that I had. It was, yeah, it was completely remarkable. So tell me, Giselle, by the way, such a lovely name. Um, Thank you. What did you uh, find appealing about the original Twin Peaks? So when you think back, what was um, drawing you in as a viewer? Well, I had been a fan of uh, David Lynch's film prior to watching the series. And I think the fact that it was a television series, but it was so cinematic, um, really drew me in and made me interested. I think that television... Sorry, there's a helicopter going by. (laughs) No problem. Um, I think that television nowadays has become more and more similar to film, especially with the miniseries. But at the time that Twin Peaks came out, it was kind of a newer concept to have a television show that was so much like film. And um, I myself am a huge film buff. I'm a huge cinephile. So uh, to kind of have those two worlds meshed, along with obviously David's incredible, surreal, spiritual vision um, was just, very unique. Excellent description. Thank you for sharing that. And, and I uh, back all that you, you, you just mentioned because that's how I feel. Uh, you know, the cinematic approach and the amazing characters and the music. Just the, the music that mm-hmm. touches you, moves you, even gives you chills. And, and I mean, there's just so many levels that one could say mm-hmm. about Twin Peaks. Well, uh, congratulations on, on getting the role of Sandy. And I have to ask you, doing the audition for this kind of character, it seems to me would be very um, uh, very challenging because, you know, this is not your everyday character with uh, that's saying a bunch of lines. It's, it's a, a lot about movements, how you move your body and body language. So what was the audition like for Sandy? Well, the audition process was actually all virtual. It was all over tape. After I got a call from casting, they still didn't tell me what the project was, but they told me that the director wanted me to send a video as soon as possible, uh, basically answering a few questions about myself. Uh, What are my hobbies? Where am I from? What do I like to do? Questions about who I am as a person. And uh, that, that was all that he wanted. And when I heard them say the director, I... Didn't want to get my hopes up, but I did think that it was unique that it was a television show with one director, and it kind of made me even more hopeful that it would be Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, they said, you know, send it immediately. So I literally rolled out of bed and I threw on a sweater, which I actually call my Twin Peaks sweater because I had bought it originally because it reminded me of some of the outfits that the girls wear in the show. Um, Audrey and, and Laura, et cetera. And, you know, I opened my video. I, I, you know, I didn't even have time to put makeup on or do anything. And I opened the video by saying, you know, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. I'm from Seattle. I was born and raised because just in case it had been Twin Peaks, I thought, you know, maybe being from Twin Peaks would uh, help me out. Um, <laughs> but I really had, I really had no idea what, what show it was. It was just all me, um, you know, 
guessing. Sure. But I sent him I sent him the video and then I got another call and they said the director really loves you and wants you to send a series of, you know, specific pictures and they gave certain guidelines and um, so I took some photos and very, very casual photos because everything was very fast, moving very fast and they needed things immediately. <laughs> and I sent in the series of photos after the video. And then about a week later, I got a call and, you know, I answered and they said, hi, this is, you know, casting for Rancho Rosa. Um, and do you, you know, the director wants to cast you on the new project. First, we want to make sure you have complete availability for the next three and four, three or four months. Um, we can't tell you the dates. We don't know when you're going to be working, but you have to be available for the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know, yes, absolutely. I'm available. And they said, you know, do you, do you know what project you're working on? And I said, no. Um, and they said, oh, are you sitting down? And I said, yes. And they said, you know, you're going to be working with David Lynch. You're going to be on Twin Peaks. And um, I definitely cried. It was uh, a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> but um, Very yeah. understandable. And, and then over the next uh, few months, I would get a text every night before I had to be on set saying, here's your location. You're going to be on set. So I never knew when I was going to be working or where I was going to be working or who I was going to be working with or what scenes were going to be shot at all. It was just show up here tomorrow morning. And um, so it was always, it was always a surprise. So there was an element of secrecy and it's very understandable because uh, obviously uh, David Lynch did not want word to leak out about the the storylines and what was about to happen uh, for obvious reasons to keep the element of surprise. Uh, So that's very interesting that that you were given uh, some limited information as well. Like, hey, show up here tomorrow. I never had a script. I never knew what was going to be shot. Um, If there was any direction or dialogue or anything, uh, we would be told right before the scene was being shot what was going to happen. And, yeah, I wasn't allowed to tell my friends. I wasn't allowed to tell my family. Um, It was all extremely secretive. Uh, The NDA was very strict. And, you know, as a fan, I... I was really appreciative of that, and I didn't. I didn't want to tell anyone because I wanted everyone to experience it for the first time, um, you know. And it was kind of exciting for me as well because, obviously, on set as a fan, I was trying to piece things together. But I was in the dark as well. So when I watched the series, it was like I had no idea what was going to happen, you know. Right. Well, th- that had to be very exciting. It was. It was. It was really fun. It was really fun as a viewer to see how everything fit together. You know, I. I tried to guess certain things because, yes. you know, when I first came on set, I noticed, obviously, Special Agent Dale Cooper was not behaving like Special Agent Dale Cooper. And um, <laughs> I didn't know why initially. And I was like, I don't know why everyone's calling him Dougie. And I was really confused. And, um, you know, I, I turned to Andrea, who played Mandy, and I, I said, you know, what, why, why is everyone calling him Dougie? Like, what's going on? Why is he in a trance? And she, she hadn't seen the show, so she said, I, I don't know, I just thought his name was Dougie. And, uh, <laughs> and then I ended up, um, and then I said, well, you have to see the show. So then she ended up coming over to my apartment every night, and we would watch Twin Peaks every night before going to set the next morning. And, um, and she got really invested in it, too, and it was just really fun, although maybe not the best idea for my, you know, level of fangirling um (laughs) 
because watching <laughs> a television show and then and then going to set the next morning and everyone being there and being in the environment was definitely pretty um, pretty intimidating, but also very exciting. Well, no doubt about it. And I could see where you were probably uh, a little taken aback by Special Agent Dale Cooper's behavior and being called Dougie. <laughs> uh, I, I, that would be very perplexing. Um, of course, it all makes sense as you view the uh, series on Showtime. And what an incredible mm-hmm. artistic journey the series yeah, is. It's, uh, it's amazing. It is. It's the fact that that is on television just completely blows my mind. I mean, every time I would watch an episode... You know, I'd watch it in the dark in my room on a screen with speakers and um, and the experience, the psychological experience that you have. I just I couldn't believe this, this was playing in people's living rooms. You know, <laughs> it was just like mind blowing to me that it's just, yeah. you know, it's on this broadcasting, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it really is. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, uh, if you even take the television aspect out of it, just from a filmmaking standpoint, it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's like watching a painting come to life at times. Uh, just incredible mm-hmm. scenes. And, and if you do understand at least a good portion of what Twin Peaks is, is really about, the more the Showtime series went along, the more you, as a viewer, you just got more and more excited. Like, yes, I'm starting to figure a whole bunch out now. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought that was brilliant too. As the series went along, or the episodes went along, it's kind of like all falling into place, and um, it's it's fascinating. And your character was fascinating. These three ladies, um, uh, you know, and 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 just the um, the mannerisms and. And, and all that that goes with it, you three all blended well together. So how much of that was uh, instructed to be, you know, to, to move your, your body around a certain way and, and kind of look to the side and not look right at people at times? I'm, I'm sure that was Lynch's direction, of course. It was. All of it was very, um, very well thought out. It was very much planned. Uh, very little was improvised. David's vision is extremely specific and... You know, it's kind of intimidating walking onto a set with no, you know, sense of where the scene's going, what's happening. I don't have a script. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know what the rest, what is happening in the rest of the show right now. And, but, um, you know, all of our nerves were eased immediately because David, as much as he is a visual director, he's even more so an actor's director, which was incredible and something that I could only hope for, you know, as a fan and, and as an actor. And he, he would come up to each and every actor before the scene and he would give them very specific direction. Um, but we still didn't know exactly what we were reacting to or, you know, what what our characters were going through or what our backstory was. We weren't given any of that information. It was just very specific. It was very much in the moment. It was, you're looking here. This is your emotion. This is what you're feeling. This is how your body's moving. And, you know, and, and that's the direction that we were given. So it, it was, it was a, just such a unique approach. Um, and I just, as an actor, appreciate his specificity so much. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. Um, what did you, I'm sure there was many things, but is there something about David Lynch's style that you noticed as a director uh, that maybe stands out in your mind? Yes, absolutely. I mean, when I got cast on the project, I was pretty nervous because, you know, people say never meet your idols. And I'm a huge, huge David Lynch fan. And I just kept telling myself, you know, 
I, I'm sure he's going to be amazing, but, you know, don't keep your, you know, don't have your expectations too high. Um, just go into it, enjoy the experience because I just, I couldn't imagine that he could possibly be as phenomenal as I, as I imagined, you know, cause I had, I had, I, I hold him at such high esteem as a director and, but he truly exceeded everything. I, I expected him to be, you know, because he is such a big name and um, he's so well-respected. I expected him to be much more on the production side, you know, much more in his own world, much more on the visual side of things um, because his projects are so unique visually and, um, and technically. Uh, but I did not expect him to be as personable, as friendly, as welcoming to every single person i mean every single scene i shot he would come up to every every one of us and give us such specific direction and and it's just really a gift as an actor to work with someone who is so giving yes absolutely um you know um what an experience for you, no doubt. And and you tried to make sure that your expectations weren't too high, but it sounds like they were all met and then some. And that's it. That's yeah, even, definitely done some. Definitely that's even better. It. Yeah, it was. I mean, everything you can imagine about working with David Lynch, it's that and it's more. You know, um, he is just almost not human. You know, he's just this beautiful extraterrestrial. Um, that is just—it's such a gift. It's just really a gift. Well, you worked with uh, two other ladies um, in just about all your scenes, as far as I know. Yes. And uh, so, w- could you share what it was like working with them? They did a great job as well. They did a phenomenal job. Um, I think the best part about working with them is that we were all three very intent on conveying David's exact vision, and working with you know, people who are so passionate about making sure the director's vision is absolutely correct and absolutely what he wants was um, a really amazing experience. Well, that's great. And you also worked with uh, Jim Belushi, uh, who portrayed um, uh, Bradley Mitchum, and then Robert Mm -hmm. Nepper as uh, Rodney Mitchum. uh, I guess uh, these uh, two characters—they they were very colorful, weren't they? They were. They were indeed. <laughs> and there was also a I, sense of danger at first, like w- until you kind of figured them out more. I thought I'm not sure you'd want to mess with these two guys. Exactly. Yeah. When I walked on set the first day, I didn't know who I was going to be working with. I didn't know what scenes were going to be shot or. Um, the context of anything and I remember walking on set and you know the first person I met was Kyle which was you know the most out of body experience <laughs> for me as a fan of the show and you know I I didn't know what to expect and then I and then I walked on to set and I saw Jim Belushi and Robert Nepper which I could have never imagined in my wildest dreams because sure. you know they weren't original cast members and um so it just kept getting better and better, and everyone was uh, so professional and so welcoming, and it just, it really did, it sounds cheesy, but it really did feel like a family, and um, working with those guys for uh, three or four months was just really incredible. 
So you were filming for three or four months. Yeah, we filmed about one or two days a week for uh, for a few months. I, I mean, I lost track. I was, you know, yeah, I would come to set every week, which was nice that they kind of spread it out and it wasn't, you know, they didn't shoot all of our days in a month because uh, I got to keep coming back and really got to know the cast and the crew. And, um, and you know, the cast is so close. People would come, Machen and Kimmy would come to visit set uh, pretty regularly just to hang out with everyone. And, and um it was just so, so special. I was pinching myself constantly. <laughs> I imagine you were. So, you know, as I said before, I am a really big fan of, of David's work, and I really trust his vision. And I didn't really have any expectations as a viewer of the new series. I think that one of, you know, the best parts about David Lynch is that he, everything he does is completely unexpected and unpredictable. And I think being on set and being a part of the project, one of the most important things I learned was it's kind of impossible to give any kind of earthly meaning or symbolism to work. It, it's something to be absorbed and something to reflect on, but something that you can never quite figure out. And I think that's part of the beauty of it. And I think that the line that can, you know, best sum up the, sum up the series is we live inside a dream. <laughs> That is a phenomenal um, a description. So I, I completely agree with you, and it was it was uh, very beautiful and uh, very uh, in depth. So thank you. It is storming on my end, but we decided to keep doing the interview because, after all, it kind of adds to the whole Twin Peaks atmosphere. <laughs> so um, if you hear some rumbling, folks, it's on my end, and we just think it's kind of like a cool special effect. <laughs> <laughs> Or we could, uh, you know, there could be a message from the the red room headed our way or something. So maybe that's what's True, going on. True, the black communicating. <laughs> well, as long as we don't hear someone ask for uh, if you if we have a light, I, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. So, otherwise, I'm going to be <laughs> very concerned, Giselle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that what a moment! I'll tell you what I kept I kept thinking if he says that one more time, and then I started to get really freaked out. It's um, terrifying, it, absolutely terrifying. It is after you see it. It's like some of the things that I saw in the series actually freaked me out after I saw it, and I'm like, gosh, if I see that again, it's really going to freak me out. <laughs> yeah, it's after the episode ends and you're sitting there in the dark, and it's just, it's yeah, it's very, it's very scary, but in a beautiful way. Absolutely. Well, is there a favorite scene that you were involved with uh, in particular? As far as the ones I was involved in, I would have to say that shooting the Congo line scene was probably the most fun to shoot. The atmosphere on set that day was so lighthearted. Everyone was having a fun time. David was having a fun time. We were all dancing around. It was just, it didn't even feel like work. It just felt like we were having a dance party. <laughs> and, um, and it was, you know, such a, I felt like quintessential twin Peaksy type scene, you know, where you get that moment of dark comedic levity um, in this kind of bizarre world. And it comes out of nowhere and it's just like so, joyful all of a sudden and um but a little bit unnerving and i think being a part of that scene was just it was so much fun i mean dancing with jim and robert and kyle and the girls and then um you know and and at one point i um you know they needed the the boys to have lipstick on their faces you know dougie had to have kisses all over his face and you know the makeup artist said well we can paint them on or you know if you girls really want to you know you can just 
give him some kisses and then, you know, and we were like, I guess if we have to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if and, we have um, to. So it was, it was just very silly. And then we all, you know, if you've seen some of the photos, we have some photos of us kissing David. And that was when we were all shooting that scene because, you know, someone, Kyle said, well, it's not fair that, you know, I only get the kisses from the girls. David should get kisses from the girls. And then, of course, you know, my fangirl heart was, was beating very fast. Um, <laughs> I bet. And, uh, and yeah, it was just, it was so, so much fun and so silly and everyone just had the best time. And I, it's hard to pick a favorite because, I mean, there was, they're, they're all there good. Those, yeah. And there was the last <laughs> scene that I shot that was in part 17, which was a very, and it was actually the last scene that I was a part of. And it was, very much gave me a sense of closure and it was very emotional and you know all of the original cast is there and it was the first time i was in quote-unquote twin peaks and um and diane is there and and you know that whole thing was just very surreal for me as a fan to have that be my last day on set and have everyone around me who i looked up to so much so it's it's hard to pick a favorite but you know there's there's a few standout moments <laughs> absolutely um well, I want to thank you for sharing all of these uh, memories from your time on Twin Peaks to return. And wow, it is really storming here. As soon as I said that, <laughs> uh, there was uh, some uh, lightning and thunder. So wow. it, it, it adds to the atmosphere, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> well, let me uh, ask, how did your interest in acting even begin? I've been acting for a long time. I've been acting, I started acting when I was eight years old. I started doing professional theater and then I got into commercials and then I got into television when I was about 11 and, you know, it's been, uh, I guess around 13, 14 years or so. And, uh, I, and it, it's just, it's always been a part of my life and something that I needed to do. And I, I can't remember a time when it wasn't, you know, the, the biggest part of my life. And you, um, are also, um, interested in writing. Um, yes. screenwriting and what has that, uh, experience been like for you as well? So screenwriting is something that I started doing about six years ago. It was a little more recent and I, I didn't start out doing it with the intention of making it a career. I actually was just interested in, in storytelling and, um, I started writing as a screenwriting as a hobby and, um, just something I sort of enjoyed doing was, you know, adapting stories or telling stories or writing films and, and then after I finished my first feature, I kind of realized that this is something that I love doing just as much as I love acting, which was very shocking and surprising to me because I, I didn't really know anything else. And um, I never wrote, and I, I still don't, I never write with the intention of acting in something, and I, the careers are very separate to me. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a whirlwind. I, I wrote a feature, and I got pretty good feedback on it, and then people started asking me to write short films and I've had a few award-winning short films. And then I ended up co-writing a film for James Franco's production company. And then that, I, you know, found a lot of people to work with through that. And then, you know, now I'm writing pilots and, and features that are running in festivals and being options producers and things like that. So it's, it's, it's been, screenwriting has been a very surprising, incredible experience. Well, I am also a writer um, and I have to tell you, it's something that I enjoy so much. Um, you can express mm -hmm. yourself in a way that is just, it's just so incredible, you know, from your it heart to your mind. Thing. It sure is. Yeah. And, um, 
Uh, so I, I want to wish you the best on on all of those projects, both acting and writing. And what do you see down the road for yourself? Is there something that uh, you're currently working on or will be soon, perhaps? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, just just working is so important. I mean, anytime you can get something made as a screenwriter is so rewarding. And anytime you get cast in something and get to shoot something as an actor is so rewarding. And it's just, I mean, there's so many projects that I would love to be a part of or love to have produced. Um, I mean, right now I have a feature that just won Best Unproduced uh, Screenplay at the Madrid International Film Festival. So, um, Congratulations. You know, thank you. So, you know, having that produced in the future would be amazing. And then, as I said, I have a pilot that um, some producers are interested in. So, I mean, seeing any of my work get made or, you know, it's just, I mean, that's really what the goal is, isn't it? <laughs> it sure is. Absolutely. Just getting the project done and, and, and that yeah. journey can be so exciting. Um, I've written it several be, film yeah. reviews and instead of just going, well, whether it's good or not good or I thought these people did great or, or things like that, I try to bring the human touch and go, well, this is what the mm -hmm. film is trying to say. And that's mm -hmm. part of the journey of my writing. And, and it sounds like you really enjoy your journey of, of writing screenplays. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have a preference when it comes to writing over short films and feature-length films? Yeah, I definitely prefer writing features. I think that there's much more freedom in it. There's much more imagination in it. I, I love film as a medium. I love that in two hours you can be transported somewhere and it can change your life, you know, in that short amount of time. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a huge fan of film. I think that, you know, as, as amazing as television has become and is becoming and how, you know, all the different mediums that have arisen, like uh, web series and short films and all these things, I, I still have, will always have a soft spot, I think, for cinema. Well, I'm very impressed with your uh, enthusiasm and uh, your focus, and I know that's going to do you very, very well. Um, I'm very excited for the projects that you're going to be a part of, and I'm certainly going to keep uh, tabs on what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for being such a good sport with this uh, uh, big time storm we got here. Um, I, of course, <laughs> uh, do the show from Cincinnati, Ohio, my hometown. Although I used to to live in in Los Angeles, but uh, it is really really storming here. But I like it. It's like special. It's like a it's like a Lynch moment to have a storm that is, during. It's exciting. <laughs> it is. So we both certainly hope the listeners out there um, won't mind that either. Well, uh, I want to thank you so much. Uh, you've been an absolute del delightful uh, to speak with, and I've had a wonderful time. Thank you. Thank you. I've had a great time, too. Well, I want to thank those listeners out there for once again being such a good sport during this uh, rainy and stormy interview. Uh, my guest, uh, wow, a very multi-talented lady. And, and, and for someone who loves Twin Peaks, no doubt, as so many of you out there, it was uh, a lot of fun hearing about her adventures on the set and, and working with uh, David Lynch. And I think now is a good time for me to go have some uh, uh, damn fine coffee and maybe a <laughs> slice of pie. So I think I'm going to go do that right now. Well, uh, special thanks to my guest, uh, such a lovely and talented lady. And this is your host, Stephen Bruddingham. I will see you on another episode of Hollywood and Beyond. Thank you. Thank you.
Hi, this is Stephen. Be sure to visit Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Birdingham on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter today for upcoming guests and show news. You'll find trailers and promos, exclusive photos, as well as interesting information about current, upcoming, as well as past guests. Don't forget to like and follow the page so that we can keep in touch with each other. Thank you.